You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Angry at your Bud Light, Jack Daniels let you down. Nike has gone woke, even pickup trucks have rainbows now. That's because everything's a little bit gay. Gay used to mean happy, and it still means that today. You can still like beers and boobs, you know, and that's okay. But everything's a little bit gay If you've been wondering why has everything gone woke It's because we're trying to not be dicks and keep happiness afloat All your favorite companies are all in on the joke So keep on buying beer to crush I guess you're kind of right They go woke, you go broke Everything's a little bit gay Gay used to mean happy And it still means that today You can still like beers and boobs, you know Like I do, straight as an arrow oh, yeah. But everything's a little bit gay <laughs> Still not very good beer Oh, I guess not. Still not very good beer. That is a Brittle Star. He goes by the name of Brittle Star. He's a Canadian. Don't you know? They're all nice up there. Uh, uh, I found that video last week and just hadn't been able to get to it until right now. Everything's a little bit gay, especially here in Florida. You know, I wasn't here yesterday. I hope you enjoyed the uh, 420 Eve special. I thought I would... uh, um, salute my old friend Robert Platchorn. And uh, my God, they're just dropping like flies. I, 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 I'm just sad. And I couldn't tell you about the taste of Bud Light because all beer tastes like piss to me. So I, I don't drink beer. Uh, so it all is nasty tasting. Anyway, um, that perfectly resonates for me today because last night I was in Gay Utopia. Well, I, actually, lesbian utopia. Uh, well, I wasn't here because I went to see the Indigo Girls. The Indigo Girls played at the Broward Center. And, you know, I've seen them half a dozen times probably over the years. Not that many, but enough. And, the, you know, they always put on a great show. And it was really nice to see such a huge crowd there. And and filled, the room was just filled with um, real fans because, boy, did they sing. They sang and they sang and they sang. And I know you want to hear just a little bit. So let me tell you what happened. So the Indigo Girls, this being Florida, you know, they did allude to the fact that, you know, thank you all for coming out. 
it's crazy times now, and we know things are weird here. And then uh, I think Emily said that. She's the blonde. And then um, Amy said they're kind of weird in Georgia, too, because, you know, Indigo Girls are from Georgia. And so they... they um, Oh wait, I, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to play that for you yet. So uh, they they finish the main set and they go off. You know they 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 play Galileo, which is one of their big hits as the last song, and then they go off to come back on for an encore. And um, before they came out, some bearded man first they said we love drag shows. Yeah, they had said that earlier in the show, and and so uh, somebody comes out with very long dark hair. A, a dark beard, uh, shirt open, showing off obviously fake pecs, and it's it was well they, they they introduced him as Jason Mimosa. Now I'm not part of the you know drag community, so I didn't know, but apparently Jason Mimosa is a big male impersonator, right? So did a drag show with a a woman as a male impersonator who went wearing around the theater, and it's a big theater. And it didn't quite make sense to me because I didn't know what was going on because I I never heard of Jason Mimosa. But then um, after the uh, let me see if I can't find this. Hold on. I got all these little videos and stuff. Ah, And I'm I'm not finding the right thing. Um, So Jason Mimosa gets back up on stage and starts doing this whole rap about, you know, you better be registered. I hope you're registered to vote. Oh, this is it. Here we go. I'll bring it up. Disconnect between what they're doing and what's important. When they leave here, please, it's a Google search away. Find out if you are registered to vote where you live currently. Take your opinion to the polls because it's elected officials who are putting this, us in this situation. It's yep. elected officials who are taking away the health care of trans children. Yep. It's elected officials who are doing this. So go to the polls, make your voices heard, and thank you so much for being here today. And now, back to the Indigo Girls for the big finish. And of course, they, they, they launch into the song, and it's, oops, okay, so I'll give you just a few seconds of it, okay? And sing along. You don't, you don't want to hear me say. Anyway, it was a wonderful night and, and, and a day off to see, uh, listen to great live music is always, always a, a welcome night out. And it was nice to get that, um, uh, <laughs> the, the, the perspective and, and see a, a, a drag queen female impersonating male. And guess what? We didn't get, we didn't, uh, we didn't, um, we didn't get shut down. Oh, so in the chat room, old sage Joe says, Jason makes mega heads explode. And Jason took a lyric in closer to fine, did a great job too. It was, it was excellent. It was really great. And so check this out. So Allison, my daughter came with us and we had to pick her up at work because Allison 
is she's got a Prius, but she let the gas tank get so low. And in case you hadn't heard here in Florida in South Florida, we have a gas shortage. Seriously. Um, And I guess it's started with the flooding that we had last week. And um, we couldn't, uh, you know, there there is where I live further west. There is now gas. Although there's still some some gas stations that are closed, but east, it's it's impossible to get gas. So much so that little Marco or little Macro, as we call him, took to the videos, took to the twitters to cry about it. What what's what's the problem, Macro? What what's going on here? Oh, hold on. Uh, um, oh, wrong wrong pot. Hold on. Let's try this again. Here we go. What's happening right now in Miami and in Fort Lauderdale with gasoline is yeah, crazy. It is you crazy. You can't find gasoline anywhere. You can't. Uh, this has been going on since Sunday, and they're mm-hmm. blaming it on the floods that impacted the port. And I know that was a factor, but it's been four days. Oh, it should have been figured days. out by now. Should have been. And they're blaming it on consumer panic. Yeah, people are panicked because they got to get to work. They got places to go. People to see. And you either can't find gas or you have to wait in line for like two hours down you the do, street. You do, right? Or you're probably going to run out of gas while you're waiting. So, yeah, people are panicked. And of course, they're filling up. Saying don't fill up. Of course you're going to fill up because you don't want to make. You don't know the next time you're going to have to make a two-hour line. They keep saying it's going to get better, but it's not. They got to get this thing fixed. This is crazy. They, they. So Marco Rubio saying they got to get this thing fixed. It's crazy. Maybe call your senator. Oops. Or call the governor. You know what? The governor has not been in South Florida since this historic rain and flooding. Nope. And you know what? Florida is soon going to be underwater. So, you know, these people are all idiots. So anyway, all that's going on. Hey, while we're on the subject of Florida, uh, let me tell you what else is going on. And I told you this was coming. (laughs) So the Florida legislative session is is still happening. They've got a few more weeks and, uh, you know, to take us as far fascist as they can possibly go. And now here's what happened yesterday. The Florida State Board of Education voted to expand the ban on to expand the don't say gay bill. By the way, everyone said gay last night at the Indigo Girls show, in case you were wondering. Gay. Yeah. Um, uh, so here, let's see. Uh, the ban is on teaching students about sexual orientation and gender identity. And right now it's been in effect kindergarten through third grade. So just in case you're wondering, if if, say, Miss Marsh, pulling a name out of thin air, happens to be married to a another woman, she can't even put a picture of her her wedding picture on her desk. Because what if the kids would ask, well, who is that? Or what if Susie has two moms or Jill has two dads? They're not allowed to talk about their family in the classroom. So. What the the Florida State Board of Education voted on yesterday is um, to expand what's actually called the state's parental rights and education laws. Boy, talk about Orwellian. That is the Don't Say Gay Bill, which prohibited classroom instruction on the topics of gender and 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 um, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, same sex couples or. Anything having to do with homosexuality in in the classroom. Um, okay, so the bill uh, it prohibited classroom instruction on those topics in kindergarten through third grade, and in higher grades if the material was deemed inappropriate. It doesn't say who gets to do the deeming, but if it's deemed inappropriate. You can't do it. So let me continue. The law has prompted schools to roll back policies intended to be sensitive to gay and transgender students, including bathroom access, pronoun use, and protections for children who confide information about their sexual orientation or gender identity. Used to be that school was a safe place. You could go talk to a favorite teacher or a guidance counselor or somebody. Now you can't. Um, So now... What the, the the Board of Education, the State Board of Education voted in yesterday, this amendment prohibits classroom instructions to students in pre-K through grade three uh, for grades four through 12, 
instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity is prohibited unless such instruction is either expressly required by state academic standards in Florida uh, or is part of a reproductive health course or health lesson for which a student's parent has the option to have his or her student not attend. Wow. This rule would build on the don't say gay law that that uh, governor death sentence signed in March of 2022. It also states that any instruction on these topics cannot occur, quote, in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Well, what are the state standards? This is some, you know, this is some sketchy bullshit here. One teacher who spoke at the meeting argued that she fields questions about gender identity and sexual orientation regularly because students, quote, felt safe to ask me because they trusted me as a teacher and their parents who opt into sex education for their child trusted me to answer them. Please understand, this teacher said. Uh, if students do not get their questions answered, either by their trusted teachers or by those parents that are willing to talk with our children, they will likely find the answers from their peers or the Internet with dubious safety inaccuracy. It's just, you know, it, it, uh, they want, it, they, you know, it's like Trump said, we love the poorly educated. Yeah, you do. Because you can control the stupid, the dumb, the naive, the stupidly uninformed. Oh, by the way, t- today's 420. You know that, right? 420 is, um, it's a number of things. It's, it's, it was Hitler's birthday, which may be the reason why this was the day in 1999 that those kids shot up Columbine High School. It's also the day of the Deepwater Horizon explosion in 2010. And today, 4-20-2023, BuzzFeed News is dead. Something sort of sacrilegious about BuzzFeed being killed on 420, because the buzz thing, you know, it's a pop thing. Anyway, um, uh, there's a whole thing in time, by the way, today about why 420 is associated with marijuana smoking. And it's not that 420 is code among police officers for marijuana smoking in progress. Um, it's not that Bob Dylan's Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35. Here's what some people think. If you multiply 12 by 35, you get 420. And, you know, Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35 is everybody must get stoned. It's not that either. Um, it actually goes back to kids at San Rafael High School in, Mar- in Marin County in California. Here's the story. In 1971, five students at San Rafael High School would meet at 420 each afternoon by the campus statue of chemist Louis Pasteur to smoke. They chose that specific time because extracurricular activities had usually ended by them. And this group, and they're named, I'm not going to say their names, but these five five guys became known as the Waldos because they met at a wall. They would say 420 to each other as code for marijuana. And as one of them told Time Magazine back in 2017, we got tired of the Friday night football scene with all of the jocks. We were sitting under the stand smoking a doobie wondering what we were doing there. And so anyway, that's where the 420 thing came from. And it is now recognized as, you know, people will put in an ad for like roommates or something 420 friendly and and people partaking are Waldos. Who knew? Now you do. So um, BuzzFeed is gone. I'm looking over here because uh, John Perkins is supposed to be here today. Um. I hope you know who John Perkins is. And you know what? I did not reconfirm with him, though I should have. Um, But I'll tell you what. I want to play a video for you if I can find it. I think I downloaded it. Where did it go? Uh, 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 uh. It's not there. It's not there. Maybe I didn't download it. Um, And it's not that. And it's not that. Okay. So, uh, and I don't see John Perkins. And I thought he was going to be here at 420. Uh, 520. Sorry, I got 420 on the mind. Um, 
Let me go to, I bet it's up on his website. Maybe I have it here. You know, I start off so organized, and this is just uh, typical for me. All right, why can I not find it now? Let me see. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to play you something else while I go looking for this video. No, I'm not going to play another Indigo Girls song. I could, but no, no, I won't. Um, I, I will share with you. Let's see. I played, uh, I played Brittle Star. Let me play Lauren Mayer while I find this um, video I want to play for you from, uh, from, um, uh, from John Perkins. And it'll explain a little bit about uh, what we're supposed to talk about today. Hopefully he, he will be here. All right. Time out for Lauren Mayer. In Tennessee, folks held a protest about gun legislation, which the GOP leaders repelled. Three Democrats joined with the public, and to their consternation, the House tried to have them expelled. Now the story has caused quite a national schism and the whole situation's in flux Cause it's hard to overlook the underlying racism displayed by these Tennessee schmucks they say the reps violated the rules of decorum, but that argument doesn't hold tight. Cause with far worse violations, they were glad to ignore them because the rule breakers were white and Republican and men well, both Justins have just been unanimously reinstated, though the way they've been treated sure sucks. The U.S. Senate is now saying this should be investigated, so let's call out these Tennessee schmucks. GOP hypocrisy has been clearly illustrated thanks to these Tennessee schmucks. Before you go, one quick favor. If you're enjoying these videos, hope you'll consider supporting them through my Patreon for as little as $2 a month. That way you can enjoy them without feeling guilty about how hard I work every week to keep you laughing at the news that would otherwise make you cry. Thanks! Okay. Hey, that was Lauren Mayer, everybody. And uh, okay, so I'm still unable to find this video. And and what's really upsetting is, is John Perkins isn't here yet. So I'm going to see if I can't find him. In the meantime, uh, while we wait, and I, and I really try to multitask because, you know, uh, what I love doing most, um, uh, while I try to figure this out, I am going to tell you, about my Blendjet 2, which I still don't have because I left it in Allison's car, which is, you know, sitting at her place of work because there's no gas in it and she can't get gas in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so, uh, but, so I'm missing it. And, but I found out there's another one coming because they just came out with a new top. I'm really excited about this because my one criticism of the Blendjet 2 was that once you finish blending it, you have to take the top off. And it comes off completely and you put it down and there's the possibility you're going to lose it. And I only speak from experience. Not that I've lost mine, but I have misplaced it. So um, uh, this new cap is, I, get, I think you can blend it with this cap and then you twist it slightly and you can drink out of it. It will be here on Saturday. So next week I can tell you all about it. In the meantime, get yourself a BlendJet too. Go to BlendJet.com. Use the promo code FEEDME12. You get 12% off your full purchase and free two-day shipping. And um, also, you know, Mother's Day is on the way. Actually, a Blendjet 2 would have made a great 420 gift for those um, who partake in your life. Because, you know, when you get the munchies, a, a, a 
a smoothie. <laughs> it's a great uh, refresher. Anyway, um, yeah, no smoothie for me today. And Allison won't let me look through her car because she takes after her mom and it's a mess. Go figure. So blendjet.com, use the promo code FEEDME12, get 12% off your purchase and um, a free two-day shipping and enjoy. And you might want to check out that new top, but I'll tell you all about that on Monday because I'll have it on Saturday. Okay. All right. Still no... um, God, I hate it when this happens. So let me tell you, phone lines are open, 954-889-6410. There's other stuff going on. But we, you know, I wasn't here yesterday, so we did not have the chance to really talk about the, um, uh, you know, the the Dominion lawsuit thing. I'm still, I, I, I'm still blown away that, um, not surprised, just disappointed. Didn't you hate it when your parents said that? I'm not surprised that... Fox did not have to apologize. I'm not surprised that none of those um, people who opine on their, well, they're not airwaves, on their cable channel, um, even mentioned the settlement. But you know why? Because they weren't required to. And because they weren't required to, they're not going to. So now... You have a Smartmatic, which is the other big company that also um, uh, has a massive lawsuit, a, d- a defamation lawsuit against Fox. Um, problem is, that case is probably still two years away from coming around. Now, Dominion was asking for $1.6 billion in damages, and they settled for $787.5 million. You know, small change. It is actually small change. For Fox, and the report was that they have four billion on hand. So this is this is nothing for them. This is the cost of doing business, um, and it really sucks. So it's just part of their bottom line. And you know what? They get to deduct a big part of it because it's a business expense. There's something really wrong here. So now someone from Smartmatic said. Um, uh, hold on one second. Are we still on for today? Um, (laughs) uh, we'll see. We'll see. It may just be you and me today, you guys. Um, so, um, you know, Smartmatic is saying we will finish the job they started. But what Dominion did is, and and look, I can't completely blame them because they wanted to stay in business. And their business has obviously been impacted by the lies that these idiots on Fox told about them. Problem is, um, there was nothing in the settlement that said Fox has to apologize. They have to do a mea culpa on the air. They have to refrain from this kind of bullshit spewing in the future. None of that was in the settlement. All they did in the settlement was say, they're going to pay so much. So in that way, the, the lawyers are rationalizing it. In that way, they, um, uh, they, they, uh, they acknowledge, you know, that, that they're accountable. No, they only acknowledge they're accountable if they stand up and say, we lied. We knowingly lied to you. Um, Hernan in the chat room says, uh, Nicole, but some say it causes a dent in operations and that the $4 billion is not a liquid asset. I don't know. I don't know either. What I do know is that they've had a license to print money over there. They still do. And they're doing it by lying to the most gullible people on the planet. Yes, the people who watch Fox... And I will not say news in conjunction with Fox because, you know, those two words, they're like, you know, opposite ends of a magnet or like ends of a magnet, I guess, that repel each other. They just don't go together. Yeah, Uh, it's like that. Um, But, you know, Fox is what they have been and they have been for, well, since they started. Your original source for fake news, Fox News. We make shit up. That they do. They make shit up. So uh, there's that. All right. Uh, I I don't know. It doesn't appear that John Perkins is going to be here unless he's expecting to be here at 530. 
In which case, um, yeah, Chris says, even if Fox told their viewers they lied to them, they would think it was fake news. I don't know. Uh, They may leave, and that's their problem. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid they're going to lose audience to Newsmax or OAN. OAN, if it's not on DirecTV, does it still exist? I don't know. I guess OAN is still there somewhere out in the ether. But here's the thing. Dominion also has huge lawsuits against Newsmax and OAN and Oh, even Mike Lindell. And I've got a Mike Lindell story for you, too. Yes, David. I have a great Florida story oh, for you. Oh, okay. You well, ready for this? Bring it. Okay, I'm reading this from okay. the print here. Okay. Drunk Florida man tries to use taco as ID after his car catches fire at Taco Bell. <laughs> of course he does. Tacos are not recognized as legal forms of identification in the state of Florida. Insert bad joke about immigration laws here. Matthew Faulkner found out the hard way after he passed out drunk in the drive through of a Jensen Beach Taco Bell and his car caught fire. Insert bad joke about Taco Bell's fire sauce or volcano <laughs> taco here. Okay. The incident occurred in the early morning of October 1st in Jensen Beach, according to the blog Off the Beat. Faulkner 30 had apparently decided to make a run for a fourth meal after downing some beers, and he somehow made it all the way to the fast food joint in his Chevy pickup, placed his order, and received his taco before falling asleep. The Taco Bell manager had to call police because Faulkner was, ready for this, out cold at the pickup window and holding up customers (laughs) behind him. Oh, it gets better. Yeah, that's Florida. It, it gets better. Yeah. Clearly, this was not a victimless crime, and our hearts go out to the hungry folks who had to wait so long for their late-night munchies. A deputy awoke Faulkner and then asked for his ID. Get ready for it. Faulkner said no before reaching into his bag and presenting the officer with a taco. Another depu- deputy clarified that they were asking for an ID, not a taco. Faulkner chuckled and began eating the taco. Then deputies noticed... Faulkner had fallen asleep with his foot on the accelerator oh, while God. his truck was in park. Oh, the engine had caught fire and fire extinguishers were used to put it out. Faulkner's blood alcohol content was between 0.227 oh. and 0.225 according to a breath test. Oh my. Drunk is 0.08. How, how, do, how, do you, how does one walk? <laughs> That's three times the legal limit. He was hauled off to jail on DUI charges. No word on the fate of the taco or his future campaign for the Florida House of Representatives. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, and it looks like our, our audio went away. That's interesting. Audio. Hold on. We'll get it. I don't know what happened. You know, I, I just don't get it. Hold on one second. I know the audio's out. Give me one moment here. Let's see. Okay. All right, I changed the audio input. Now we have audio again. I I don't know what happened. We were good. I didn't touch anything. And all right, we've got audio again. It's going to be one of those days. Now I'm here. We got you. Hold on one second. It's coming. It's we've got a little bit of a delay, but sound is coming on YouTube. There's no sound on YouTube. It will be back in one minute. YouTube. They're on a delay, so they don't even see me saying, "Hold on, it'll be there." Okay, it's back now. Good. Um. Yeah, so we got it. You, we're we're back. No, you're back. Yes, okay, we're back. I'm sorry. This is uh, you know this is what I get for going out last night and having a good time. I did not reconfirm my guest. You missed the you missed the punchline. The guy was drunk off his ass, passed out outside of Taco Bell. Um, police came. He had a blood alcohol level of like point two something, which is three times the legal limit. David, what was the punchline? It really wasn't a punchline. Just another sad Florida guy. And Florida man, there's no punchline to repeat. Sorry. He was trying to help because I'm fumfering here because my guest didn't show up. hate it when that happens. So, But I I do have another great story for you. There is a Florida man story that I can share with you. This morning at 4.45 a.m., I got an alert on my phone because, oh, you're back with the punchline? Yeah, the the, uh, the sound went out for some reason, gremlins. A deputy awoke Faulkner and then asked for his ID. Faulkner said no before reaching into his bag and presenting the officer, da-da, with, with a, a taco. taco. Another deputy <laughs> clarified they were asking for an ID, not a taco. Faulkner chuckled and began eating the taco. Then, ta-da, deputies noticed Faulkner had fallen asleep. With his foot on the accelerator right. while his truck was in park. Right. The engine had caught fire and fire extinguishers were used to put it out. 
Faulkner's blood alcohol content was between 0.227 and 0.225, according to a breath test. That's three times the legal limit. He was hauled off to jail on DUI charges. No word on the fate of the taco. Uh, no word on the He ate the taco, and it went through him and came out as the shit that Florida is. Yeah. So, by the way, so this... Uh, this um, uh, emergency alert went out like a like a when it, when there's an amber alert you know how your phone kind of explodes and you get this loud piercing noise well that happened here in Florida at 4:46 a.m. and this is what um those of you watching on a on a um a video feed this is what we saw emergency alert test this is a test of the emergency alert system. No action is required. Yeah, no action's required except that we all wake up at 4.46 in the morning because you people are idiots. So the governor, who has not been in South Florida since all the flooding, since the gas shortage, since where he's not even in the state, he's out campaigning for the presidency that he has not declared his intentions for yet and his polls are just plummeting but but he um he went out and tweeted out something to the effect of um wait let me uh, I, i've got the tweet here um governor I, I see just like i can't say fox and news together at the same time i have a hard time saying governor and death sentence or his actual name anyway here's the tweet that he sent out I've ordered Florida Division of Emergency Management Director Kevin Guthrie to bring swift accountability for the test of the emergency alert system in the wee hours of the morning. This was a completely inappropriate use of this system. Stay tuned. This guy can't even can't even find it in himself to come back home to the state that experienced once in a thousand year flooding and now a massive gasoline shortage. Because he's what, in Baltimore? Oh, he went to Washington, D.C. yesterday where he thought he was going to get all of these Florida congressional delegate members of the Florida delegation to endorse him. And they didn't. They endorsed the former guy. It's like a, a, a joke that's not funny. But it's like it's something that you point at and go, <laughs> he's such an idiot because he's such an idiot. Right. Um, speaking of idiots, the other thing that was supposed to happen today, I, I'm just full of of information today and other things, too. But today was the day that Elmo threatened he was going to take away the blue checks of, of people like me who had a, a blue check when they were free, uh, ostensibly that um, that said that we were, you know, verified. As who we say we are. Somebody, I'm saying it that way because someone said, you do know that it, it didn't actually mean you were verified because some people still had a blue check who weren't actually who they said they were. It's Twitter. What do you expect? But today, Elmo is on the Twitters bragging about his big rocket launch. Do you hear about this? Did you hear about this, David? Yes. So there was a rocket launch. It was the big, and apparently it was a big deal. It was postponed from yesterday. It didn't go off when it was supposed to. And it exploded. And it exploded. It, it, it took off. Elmo tweeted, posted, you know, um, pictures of the launch. And then, but nothing about the explosion. And, and, and in fact, what he said was, this was a, uh, such a huge success. And they called it what the explosion. They didn't really talk about an explosion, but they referred to it as as if it was planned. And they called it rapid, unplanned disassembly. That's Orwellian. Rapid, yeah. unplanned disassembly. That's how Elmo and his scientists explained away the fact that their <laughs> rocket exploded after it launched today. Yeah. I, you know, I can't make this stuff up. I, Elmo is an honorary Florida man today. I'd like to just amplify something about the piece of shit that masquerades as the governor of this state. Yes, please. Not only has he not come down here and put on his white go-go boots. I know. I was looking forward to the go-go boots. Too. He hasn't even said the word Fort Lauderdale. No, he not hasn't one. even said it. He hasn't mentioned it one nope. time. He hasn't tweeted it once. He hasn't said anything about the gas shortage or the flooding. 
Nothing. It's as if it doesn't exist at all. He is so busy jerking off his own fucking ego that that he, he can't even bring himself to say the words. And it's all because of the fact that he's term limited out, so he doesn't have to run for office again. He doesn't give a shit about getting votes from people in Florida unless and until he might run for uh, president of, of, I don't know what, the PTA. He uh-huh. damn sure isn't going to be president of the United States. Uh, I'm an idiot. Okay, so I'm an idiot. So um, the interview I wrote Thursday, April 21st. So tomorrow is April 21st. Today is Thursday. And I wish when they confirmed, they would have clarified, is that Thursday or is that Friday? I wrote Thursday, April 21st, make it 515. And the publicist wrote back, perfect, confirmed. Except I got I to fire my producer because she really, really sucks. Um. I have another guest tomorrow. I, I don't know what to do. I got I, I need to figure it out because now my head's about to explode. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So this is all me. Okay. Well, shit. So we still have 20 minutes left and I got to figure out what, what we're going to do for 20 minutes. I wish I could find that video. Well, the good news is I will have it for tomorrow. All right. Well, let me tell you what else is going on in the world. Then we'll talk about the news because it is, um, Things are bad. I'll tell you something. Uh, Not good. Okay. So we've talked about, I talk about what's going on here in Florida a lot because I live here and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing what's happening all around us. In the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., they took a vote yesterday. The vote was 219 to 203. So it passed. Legislation that would bar transgender girls and women from participating in female school sports. It was a strictly party line vote with no defections on either side. So 219 um, uh, Republicans voted, yeah, let's do this. Let's pick on those transgender girls because there are so many of them. Oh, wait. There aren't. And that's the thing. So there is a vendetta in this country, at least by half of the country, on kids who are having enough problems as it is because they're questioning who they are as human beings. They're questioning if they're in the wrong body or not. And so what does our government do? Makes it more difficult on them, ostracizes them, others them. It's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. So that's going on. In the meantime, we've got this rogue Supreme Court justice, Um, uh, 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 Clarence Thomas, who thinks it's perfectly okay for him to take millions of dollars worth of perks in form of vacations, flights on a private jet, uh, trips on a mega yacht in the Mediterranean or wherever. That's okay. Um, And he doesn't have to disclose it because you know what? This great legal mind, this great legal mind Asked, asked a few people in the building what they thought. And they thought, oh, you're, you're okay. You don't have to disclose that. Really? That's the kind of uh, investigation he does into what's legitimate and what isn't? Impeach the motherfucker is what I say. All right. Well, somebody's calling in to try to rescue me. Hi, who's this? Uh, it's Mike calling from Colorado. How are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you doing, Mike, from Colorado? You sound Good. like you're enjoying 420 Day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can tell. I am. I, I sat. I sat it on my on my on my uh, deck for a little while before I got blown away. Uh, but yeah, I'm having a good time. You got? What do you mean you got blown away? It's the wind blowing like oh. a motherfucker. Oh, it's, there's no climate change or anything. It's not. It's not weird weather going on. Any. I don't know if nope. wind is nope. is weird this time of year in Colorado. Just. You know, I'm in Florida where yeah. we had a, a flood without a hurricane. Go figure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's been it's been like, you know, 20 degrees cooler than normal here. Uh hopefully it'll hopefully it'll warm up in the 80s. If it doesn't get any hotter than the 80s or 85, I'm 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 set. Okay. But last summer was terrible. Mm-hmm. But any, anyway, I have a I have a story that rivals the, the guy at uh, Taco Bell. 
Okay. <laughs> a, a good a good friend of mine uh, drove to uh, up to the uh, up to the clown at. Uh, um, oh come on, but, uh, I can't remember the. I'm I'm having a I'm having a senior moment here. Yeah. Uh, or a weed uh, moment. Drive the drive through. Oh the the oh okay. Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. Thank you. It, it's sad yeah. that I knew what you were talking about when you said the drive-through, and we did. Of course, it's Jack in the Box. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, this is the middle of January, so you know it's cold up here. Uh, ordered his ordered his food, turned the car off, rolled the windows up, and he was drunk. Fell forward on the horn, <laughs> and they they couldn't get him out. Fortunately, I guess because he turned the car off, he didn't. I don't think he got a DUI because of it. But uh, we laughed about that for years, and and, and I lost him over here maybe ten years or so ago. Smoked and drank himself. To oh death. God! And, and and I knew he was in the army. He was. Uh, he's he's uh, he turned seventy four. He would have turned seventy four last December. And he said, I, I spent my 21st birthday in a firefight in Vietnam. Okay. And he he, he, he kind of, he was in the reserves and whatnot. I know he, he, uh, he took care of one of the, uh, one of the armories, uh, um, I think Watkins, uh, Colorado. But anyway, went to the funeral and lo and behold, this guy, this irresponsible, this irresponsible guy was a sergeant major. Okay. In the army, yeah, I yeah, you don't get up, yeah, you don't get to be that. You know, I would have I, it surprised the hell out of me. Uh huh. Well, yeah, there, look, there are some people in the military who are not all that bright because many of them, many of the January sixth insurrectionists, were in the military or police forces, yeah. so they're easily led. Yep. I'll put it that yep. way. Yeah. Yep. Sad. He, was a, he was a good man, but he just he had uh, he had too many bad habits. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you know, but, you got to moderate that stuff. Everything in moderation. Look, four twenty, go out and celebrate. Right. But everything right. in moderation. Okay. Right. And I'm not. And I'm not. And I'm. And I'm not going to go out and drive today. Good. So, yeah, that's it. I'm do it. Staying home. Absolutely, and that's what you do on four twenty day. You stay home. You you do what you do. Yep. And and no, yep. it's nobody else's business. That's absolutely right. You're right. Absolutely right. Well, young young lady, you have yourself a good day. Well, thank you. You too. Uh, thanks, Mike. Yeah. I appreciate the call. All right. So I I do have another great story for you. There's a bunch of them. So believe me, there's no shortage of things to talk about today. So we all know Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. Right? Talk about stupid people. Mike Lindell has to pay five million dollars to a guy named Robert Zeidman. Why? Because Mike Lindell, I, I should just play this. Here, you know what? There's a video here. Uh, but, you know, I'd rather read this story. And then maybe I'll play the video after. We'll see. Um, okay. So check this out. He, he issued a challenge, sort of. Lindell offered the prize, a prize of $5 million, in a prove Mike wrong challenge. He dared anyone to demonstrate that the data he he provided uh, in in proving that 2020 chinese interference in the election which proved voter fraud right a specific claim he made that he had data from 2020 showing chinese interference which proved voter fraud so then he gave this information out and then he said, prove me wrong. And he offered, he said, I'll pay, tw- I'll pay $5 million to anyone who can demonstrate that the data I provided was not from the 2020 election. Well, this software engineer, Robert Zeidman, did that. He took up the challenge. He submitted his findings and he wrote, quote, I have proven that the data Lindell provides unequivocally does not contain packet data of any kind and does not contain any information related to the November 2020 election. So not only was the contest and reward of Lindell's making, 
So was a panel that ruled against him. He said it would be a panel on binding arbitration. Well, this panel was specified as the means of resolving any dispute in the fine print of the Prove Mike Wrong challenge. And and Zeidman, the, the guy, turned to Lindell after management attempted to stiff him. So Zeidman spoke to the Washington Post. He said the panel, quote, clearly saw this as I did, that the data we were given at the symposium was not at all what Mr. Lindell said it was. The truth is finally here. And Mike Lindell, Mr. MyPillow, sent a text reply to the Washington Post that read, quote, they made a terribly wrong decision. This will be going to court. Well, um, I didn't see it on CNN because I don't really watch CNN much these days. But um, apparently uh, they discussed this on there and they they edited kind of a supercut uh, of a clip. So let me um, let me get that brought up in the in my um, in my program here and I'll play it for you because it is quite astounding. Uh, so here, just listen to this. It's <laughs> these people are so stupid. This just in, MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell has now been ordered to pay out $5 million to an expert who debunked Uh-oh. his 2020 election conspiracy theory. That's according to a decision by the arbitration panel, which was obtained by CNN. This comes after Lindell, who repeatedly peddled election conspiracies. He vowed to award a multi-million dollar sum to any cybersecurity expert who could disprove his data. CNN's Sarah Murray is following the story. Sarah, you have fresh reporting on this. What are you picking up? Well, look, Mike Lindell held this big cyber symposium uh, in 2021. He invited experts, he invited journalists, he invited politicians to come and said, I'm going to give you this data that's related to the 2020 election. Lindell, of course, believed it was stolen. And he said, if you can debunk it, if you can prove it's not related, I'll give you $5 million. Well, a cybersecurity expert took him up on that. They went to arbitration and the arbitration panel said, this data is not related to the 2020 election. Mike Lindell, it's time to pay up the $5 million. So he Here's what an attorney for that cybersecurity expert now has to say Uh about this decision. He says the lawsuit and verdict mark another important moment in the ongoing proof that the 2020 election was legal and valid and the role of cybersecurity in ensuring that integrity. Now, as part of this story, we got access to some of the filings related to this arbitration. We also got access to some of the depositions. And in Mike Lindell's deposition, he's pretty confident he's not going to have to pay this out. Oh, God. Listen to this. When you had the idea for the Prove Mike Wrong Challenge, did you have an expectation you might have to pay out $5 million? No, why would I have that? Because I already had validated. <laughs> so you didn't have any concerns that someone Uh-oh. might win the Prove Mike Wrong Challenge? <clears throat> no, because they would have to show it wasn't from 2020, and it what? was. You what? Know. <laughs> Now, whether this cybersecurity expert, uh, Robert Zeidman, who brought this suit against Lindell, ever gets his money is still going to be an open question. I just spoke to Mike Lindell briefly on the phone. He assured me this is going to end up in court. Kate? Uh-oh, this is going to end up in court. Mike Lindell will lose again. How this man ever amassed a fortune, I do not know. Because for somebody who, you know, obviously built a business, made a lot of money, He's really fucking stupid. Um, But, you know, that's not unusual in Republican circles these days. I'm looking for this other video that I saw earlier, and I don't remember where I saw it. But Marge, Marge is at it again. And I wish I could find this one because um, she they had a hearing. You know, she sits on a, a number of committees. You might recall in the last Congress, Marge Q. Green was stripped of her committee Uh, assignments because she's a bigot and a racist and has said some really fucked up things on the floor of the house. And so she was removed from her committees by democratic leadership. Well, now the speaker is Kevin McCarthy, who's as big an idiot as anybody else in the caucus. Anyway, so they have a hearing and I think it's the Homeland security committee and Marge, God, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I really thought I was going to have this guest today, so I I didn't pull um, this video either, and I wish I had. So she she called. Oh, okay. I think it's on this. Um, She called the director of Homeland Security, um, uh, Mr. Mayorkas, a liar in the committee, in the hearing. 
I wonder if it's here. Hold on one second. Uh, da, da. Um, oh, man. Maybe not. Um, you know, she, she was reprimanded by the head of the committee, whose name also happens, the chair of the committee, whose name happens to be Green. Um, and, and he shut her up. So here, I'll, according to CNN reporter Melanie Zanona, Republicans behind the scenes are furious with her and are considering punishment, including a threat of booting her off the committee for future disruptions. For future disruptions. How about the one today? Um, source close to Chairman Mark Green, who is the chair of the Department of the Homeland Security Committee, said he was furious with her behavior and planned to privately reprimand her. He also said he'd encourage Kevin McCarthy to remove her from the committee if she did that again. So what did Marge do? Double down on her rhetoric, accusing her Republican colleagues of doing the bidding of the Democrats. And then she told this reporter from CNN that she went to Kevin McCarthy's office to talk to him about it and said, quote, I don't I don't know how we're ever going to accomplish anything when we can't call people a liar when they're lying. Really? Um, Republican lawmakers on the committee speaking on the condition of anonymity because Republicans will not speak out in opposition to anything any of their clan does. And yes, I chose the word carefully. Uh, they told the CNN anonymously uh, that uh, that Green's behavior was an unnecessary distraction and complained that they had to waste valuable hearing time over the dust up. I, I, I'm 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 really mad at myself for not pulling this audio. You know what? I wonder if I do have the audio. Hold on. Um, yeah, I do. I have the audio. I don't have the video, but I have the audio so I can share this with you. So here is a, like a, a super cut of what transpired today in the, the Homeland Committee hearing. This outrage, complete outrage, where China is poisoning America's children, poisoning our teenagers, poisoning what? our young people. How long are you going to let this go on? Congresswoman, let me assure you that we're not letting it go on. We are fighting this. Scr- no, I reclaim my time. You're a liar. You are <laughs> oh, letting this go on. And the whoa. numbers. Well, no, whoa. Obviously. Actually, I want you to take the words uh, of the speaker down. Wow. So in uh, making a ruling on this, uh, it's pretty clear that the rules state you can't impugn someone's uh, character. Uh, identifying or calling someone a liar is unacceptable in this committee. And I make the ruling that we strike those words. That was the chair. A, sorry, just a point of order. It's a legitimate question. This You're is a Democrat sorry. here. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Did you move to take the words down or to strike them, Mr. Thompson? Yeah, sorry, I just stepped in. Point yeah, of order. Uh, take them down. So it's what we did. It's yeah. what we do. Um, yeah. My understanding is if words are taken down, that means that the the member can no longer speak in whatever the proceeding is that those words were said. Yeah. Personal inquiry, point of personal inquiry. That's, there's no no such thing. (laughs) I just say, when we strike, uh, it does terminate the time of the individual who is speaking. So uh, the gentlelady is no longer recognized. Uh, the chair now recognizes Mr. Uh-oh. Ivy, I believe. Uh, can I make a point of inquiry, Mr. Chairman? You can. So the the ruling was that because she used the word liar, um, that was taken down, which yeah, I agree with. Yeah, this is with. Dan Goldman. Yes. But, but accusing a statement of fact is very similar to the posters that uh, Mr. There's uh, no statement of fact. There's no statement of bullshit. Fact. There's no, there's there's no, no Someone said bullshit. For the statement. We're not here to debate this, okay? And the ruling was made by the chair that these previous words were not against the rules of Clause 1 and Clause 4 of Rule 17. But to tell someone that they are a liar is, it, it's pretty clear in the rules. Slander it's- is clearly covered by the rules. Slander is clearly covered by the rules. She looked at him. You heard the beginning. I'm just going to play the beginning again so you can hear. She's in mid-rant when this audio starts. And she's screaming at Mayorkas, the, the head of the, 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 the director of the Department of Homeland Security. And she said, well, listen to what she's saying because she's a fucking moron. 
Outrage. This complete outrage. outrage. Where China is poisoning America's China is children. Poisoning America's poisoning children. Poisoning our teenagers. What? Poisoning our young people. How what? long are you going to let this go on? Congresswoman, let me assure you that we're not letting it go on. We are fighting this. No, I reclaim my time. You're a liar. Oh. You are letting this go on. In the no- she is a fucking moron. Hey, Marge, we got a song for you. I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bounce, bounce. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bounce, bounce. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bounce, bounce. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bounce, bounce. Okay, so I've got one more, one more, because we're, we're, we're almost at the end. We've got a minute left. I made it. <laughs> All right, one more story for you. So today's the day that Elmo took away my blue check. Oh, no. But in addition to taking away the blue checks, here's what else Twitter did. Twitter <clears throat> has quietly rolled back a portion of its hateful conduct policy that included protections for specific groups of people including trans people. Twitter also removed a line from the policy detailing certain groups of people often subject to disproportionate abuse online, including women, people of color, and members of the LGBTQ plus community. Twitter says now it's open season. Feel free to hate on the other. Feel free to hate on trans people, gay people, women, people of color. Go for it. We are an opposite world. This is opposite world. Okay. Well, we've reached the end of the hour. I somehow made it through. Tomorrow will either be John Perkins or the Yale professor on what makes a good life. And I, I, I'm, I'm sort of paralyzed. I don't know which way to go. I'll figure it out. Got to whip that producer into shape, figuratively speaking. Although, you know, a fun whipping. No, never mind. Anyway, it was fun to hang today. Uh, uh, Sorry to be so sort of manic and all over the place, but, you know, welcome to my world. All right, with that, we're done. I'll see you tomorrow. One way or another, we will have a Friday and we'll stick a fork in this thing. All right, I went over a lot of the news today, but um, so uh, anyway, have a wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy your 420. Indulge, but do so responsibly, okay? So have fun, and I'll see you tomorrow. And I'll leave you with the news. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. It's time for Nicole Sandler. What's news from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Could there be a dissent in the Supreme Court about the abortion pill? Hmm. Well, the Supreme Court on Wednesday temporarily extended access to that abortion drug, Mifeprestone, until Friday to give the justices more time to consider the issue after Justice Alito previously said the court would rule by midnight Wednesday night. Well, that didn't happen. This is the most important abortion-related dispute to reach the Supreme Court since it overturned Roe v. Wade last year because a radical right-wing activist judge in Texas with no medical training decided he had the power to pull this drug that's been cleared and in use for 23 years off the market. Stay tuned. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy finally unveiled a plan to deal with increasing the debt limit. If Democrats agree to cut spending, including limiting spending increases to 1% per year for a decade, taking back unspent COVID relief money, and scrapping President Biden's student loan forgiveness proposal. President Biden wasn't impressed, calling the proposal wacko. In Oklahoma, some county commissioners are under fire after being caught on tape allegedly discussing killing reporters and lynching black people with some officials in the McCurtain County Sheriff's Office. The comments were reported by the McCurtain Gazette News. In response, the first county commissioner has resigned. As for the Sheriff's Office, well, they're not addressing the discussion. Instead, pointing fingers saying that the recording was illegally obtained and that charges will be filed. This past week has brought even more mass shooting rampages in this gun-obsessed nation. A few updates. Authorities in Alabama arrested three suspects, charged them with killing four people and wounding 32 others in a mass shooting at a Sweet 16 birthday party last week. 
Three teens and a 23-year-old man were killed. The shooters, a 20-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 16-year-old, face four reckless murder charges. Meanwhile, in Tennessee, the family of Tyree Nichols, that 29-year-old black man who died after being beaten by Memphis police officers during a traffic stop, filed a lawsuit Wednesday against the city, the police chief, and five officers who are now facing criminal charges in Nichols' death. The lawsuit seeks $550 million for negligence, poor training, careless hiring, and, quote, oppression-style policing. But wait, there's more. You already heard about a young woman who was killed when a car that she was riding in mistakenly pulled into a driveway in rural upstate New York. This happened on Saturday night just before 10 p.m. Eastern in the town of Hebron, about 60 miles northeast of Albany. Four young adults were looking for a friend's house in the area when they drove their car up the wrong driveway. They were turning around and when they realized that they were at the wrong place, when the homeowner, a 65-year-old man, came outside with a gun firing at their vehicle. Kevin Monahan fired at least two shots, one of which struck one of the passengers in the car, 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis. The car drove off, and when they were finally able to contact 911 when they reached a nearby town, first responders arrived on the scene and pronounced Gill dead. That homeowner has now been charged with murder. But wait, there's more. In Texas, in the third case of people opening fire on strangers who mistakenly approached them, a man in a Texas parking lot shot two cheerleaders. The girls went to this grocery store parking lot where they meet to carpool after a night practice. One of the cheerleaders, 21-year-old Heather Roth, said she got into the wrong car, then jumped out when she saw a man in the passenger seat. She then got into the correct car. And a man approached, opening fire. He grazed Roth's leg, but critically injured another cheerleader, 18-year-old Peyton Washington. Police arrested the suspect, a 25-year-old man. And on it goes, with no end in sight, because Republicans refuse to do anything about our gun epidemic. And finally, here in the fascist state of Florida, Ron DeSantis keeps putting his authoritarian stamp on the state. The latest comes from the Florida Board of Education following his directive voting to expand restrictions on classroom instruction related to sexual orientation and gender identity to cover Florida middle school and high schools as well. Seriously, the ban had previously been in place in kindergarten through third grade. <laughs> now, the only exceptions are when lessons are part of an expressly required reproductive health care course. This move broadens the state's parental rights and education laws, which critics call the Don't Say Gay Bill. The law has prompted schools to roll back policies intended to be sensitive to gay and transgender students, including bathroom access, pronoun use, and protections for children who confide information about their sexual orientation or gender identity. Just stunning. Oh, and one last thing. It's April 20th, the day the Twitter is supposed to remove those legacy blue checks. Well, whether they do or not, Twitter does appear to have quietly rolled back a portion of its hateful conduct policy that included specific protections for trans people. They also removed a line from the policy detailing certain groups of people often subject to disproportionate abuse online, including women, people of color, and members of the LGBTQ community. Are we having fun yet? I got to and that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that Donate button. 